Hey, what's happening? And welcome to yet another episode of the GCSAA podcast. I'm your host, Scott Hollister. I, my real job is as the editor-in-chief of GCSAA's Golf Course Management Magazine, but excited to also serve as the host of this podcast and extra excited this episode because uh, we've got some great content coming your way that we'll talk about in a little bit, but also um, excited because we have a new sponsor to talk about with the GCSA podcast, and that's our good friends over at Bear Environmental Science. Most of you out there have probably worked with the fine folks at Bear in one capacity or the other over the years, and we are super excited that they have uh, uh, stepped up to help us out here with the podcast. Uh, not only are they providing great products and services uh, for superintendents all over the world, but they are also really dedicated to giving back uh, to the industry, giving back to the profession and we thank them for their support of this. If you are in San Diego for the Golf Industry Show, please visit them at booth 3736 to learn more about everything that they have uh, going on. You can also head over on the internet to environmentalscience.bear.us. You can look for the golf course management uh, link, which is under the turf and ornamental management menu that you'll see at the top of that page. Again, that is environmentalscience.bear.us. And our thanks to the great folks at Bear Environmental Science for stepping up as a sponsor of the GCSA podcast. In this episode, we are going to go all in on uh, GIS 2019, February 2nd through the 7th. We're on our way to San Diego, California, and we're excited to be joined by Jana Brown, the Director of Conference Events and Meeting Planning here at GCSAA, and another Brown, Mr. Matt Brown, who's the Director of Corporate Sales. We will talk about uh, everything that has to do with the golf industry show. We'll talk about what goes into the planning of the big event. We'll talk about the announcement uh, last year that uh, the 2021 event is on its way to Las Vegas. And we'll go in depth with all of the new things going on in San Diego, the events that you won't want to miss that are going to be debuting in Southern California. So great conversation. Uh, My thanks to both of those guys for joining me uh, in what is a really busy time as, as we record this. We are just three weeks away from the uh, 2019 Golf Industry Show in San Diego. I hope to see you all there. So coming up next, that conversation with Jana Brown, Matt Brown, as we go all in on GIS 2019. Well, it's an exciting time of year here at GCSA headquarters. and some might call it something other than exciting, but um, it is it is a time of year when we are focused almost exclusively on the upcoming golf industry show. And for those of you who haven't listened to the podcast before now, shame on you, but I've mentioned it in each uh, previous podcast uh, in some form or another. But uh, we are on our way to San Diego, February 2nd through the 7th. So um, hopefully, as you listen to this, you're gearing up uh, to uh, to join us there. Uh, the Golf Championship, February 2nd through the 4th. Uh, Education Conference, 4th through the 5th. And then the Exhibition, the Trade Show, 6th through the 7th. But it's going to be an exciting week in San Diego. And I am happy to be joined today um, by a couple of folks uh, who uh, have been, been proud to be colleagues of mine for a number of years. Uh, first up, Jana Brown. Jana is the Director of Conference Events and Meeting planning here at GCSA. She uh, actually has got a head start on me. 26 years with the association, uh, nine now in charge of the uh, conference uh, portion of GIS. And Jana, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. And uh, also 
another Brown, Mr. Matt Brown. Matt is the uh, director of corporate sales. We've got the Browns covered now, and, and we're not working for UPS. So it's great. <laughs> Matt has been with GCSA for seven years. Again, director of corporate sales, and he uh, is in charge of the team that oversees the trade show. Matty, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you. Great. Thanks for, uh, again, thanks for uh, taking some time. This is going to kind of be a GIS palooza where we're going to talk all things GIS, get people ready for the big event here in a couple of weeks in Southern California. And, and first off, I, I kind of want to talk about, um, give you guys a chance to brag on your teams a little bit, because a lot of times when I'm at the event, or even just in advance of the event, traveling around, people uh, have questions about, about how the GIS comes together. And a lot of them are really surprised um, by the amount of work that the, the folks here in Lawrence do in advance of this of this huge event. Obviously, we have really valuable partners and vendors that we work with um, on certain aspects who specialize in, in trade shows and conferences like our own. But Jana, I'll start with you. Maybe uh, uh, you've got a couple of, of great people working with you, Jessica Thompson and uh, uh, Libby Queen. Um, it's really the three of you handling a, a large chunk of... Um, of, of what we do when we when we plan the show. So maybe tell us a little bit about what each of those do and, and how much, really how much work is done in-house uh, to prepare for an event like GIS. Well, you're right. I do have a great team between Libby and Jess. Um, they've both, they both step up, step up to the plate every opportunity that they have. Um, we are a small but mighty team. Mm-hmm. With just the three of us, it takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, uh, we start planning this event about 18 months out. We really get into the logistical portions of it. But the, the last three months, when we get closer to the golf industry show or when when it all comes to comes to a head, everybody kind of starts thinking about the show and what events they want to have and what they want to put on. Um, in addition to the event planning team, we do um, all of our booth assignments are handled in-house by Matt's team. All of our registration is handled in-house, a very significant portion of our Printing is handled in-house by our, um, our team downstairs. So while a lot of companies and associations third-party out many of these elements, we at GCSA are fortunate enough that we are we do it in-house. We think that brings a personal touch to it and allows us to have a hands-on opportunity with it. Yeah, and I think it gives us as much, uh, maybe a little more, not control, that's probably not the, the right phrase, but when we want to make adjustments on the fly, if we, we think uh, taking a taking things a certain direction is, is going to be better for the attendee, uh, for the exhibitor, uh, for the people that are on hand. I think we have a unique ability to do that. And I think that just is a, is a credit to everything that, that goes on that your team does and Matt's team. And Matt, you can uh, maybe maybe brag on your part of this. Um, really, uh, your crew is uh, focused on the exhibit space largely and the experience that people have uh, inside the trade show. So maybe uh, tell us a little bit about the the folks that are focused on the on the trade show floor. Well, on the trade show team, we have Shelly Urish, who's a trade show manager, uh, working for her, Melissa Householder, and Jessica Bernstein-Boyle, uh, trade show specialist, trade show coordinator. We've actually added a temp uh, to help out with the volume of work over there as well. Her name is Michelle Brown. Uh, so another brown. That's right. <laughs> uh, so that being said, you know, Shelly really handles the lion's share of uh, the day-to-day exhibitor interactions when it comes to placing booths on the trade show floor. And you mentioned earlier how much control we can we can have. Well, I, it does make us nimble. We're, we're able to adjust to things. Uh, we'll talk about surveys and, and how we make adjustments a little bit later, but I do want to 
point out the, the amount of pride that our folks have in the work that they do because it really is uh, a reflection of the effort that they put in. And when they uh, do everything that they do, they do it with the members in mind first and then our exhibitors, of course. And we have to make sure that we deliver a product that not only allows the member the opportunity to interact with vendors that they want to see at show, but that the vendors are given an experience that not only uh, allows them to build relationships with the members, so vendor to member, but then with us as the exhibiting company and their opportunity to help us take the show further each year. So we're always looking at what worked well, what can we do better? How do we improve on what we're doing here? And because of our nimbleness, I think we've done a good job evolving the show into what it is today. Well, throughout my uh, 20 years in the golf course management business working here at GCSA, I've had the opportunity just to see how um, great the, uh, the companies uh, in this business are at supporting superintendents, um, at supporting GCSAA and supporting all of the efforts here, not, not just in the matter of producing great products for their customers and focusing on making sure they're servicing that need, but they go, they go well beyond that uh, in terms of helping local chapters, in terms of helping individual superintendents with things outside the realm uh, of what, um, what happens on a day-to-day basis on a golf course. And uh, there is no better example of that than the great folks at Bear Environmental Science who are our sponsors uh, here at the GCSA podcast. And, you know, they are a company that is fully committed to advancing the industry, um, to developing innovative turf solutions, and, and really to kind of fostering an environment where there's a diversity of thought and there are opportunities for superintendents to exchange information and uh, to support continuing education. Um, and Bayer has done that. Uh, through efforts like this sponsorship of the podcast, as well as uh, professional development events like the Green Start Academy. That's something that I've had the pleasure of of attending on numerous occasions. Um, They support educational opportunities uh, at the Golf Industry Show, which we are talking about right now. And really one-on-one exchanges with customers and technical experts, um, uh, including their their Green Solutions team. The Bear is just a company that's fully dedicated to helping its customers thrive both on the course Uh, and off it. And uh, as I mentioned, they are also dedicated uh, to giving back. Bear is a silver partner in uh, GCSA's partner uh, recognition program. Uh, They are a continued sponsor of the Bear Superintendent Grant Program, uh, which awards complimentary trips to the golf industry show each year to a group of superintendents. I've had the opportunity to interact with that group the past several years when they've been uh, on site for the GIS. And I can just tell you how much they appreciate the investment that uh, Bear Environmental Science has put in to Uh, supporting them and helping them get the opportunity to attend uh, an event like the GIS. So our thanks to the fine folks at Bear Environmental Science. If you are in San Diego for GIS, you can learn much more about the company, about the latest research that they've done uh, on their stress-guard fungicides and all the great products that Bear has to offer by visiting their booth, which is booth 3736 on the trade show floor. You can also always head over to the internet and get more information at environmentalscience.bear.us. Just look for the golf course management information that's located under the turf and ornamentals management menu available at the top of the page. Once again, our thanks to the great folks at Bear Environmental Science and official sponsor of the GCSAA podcast. 
Yeah, and we, we have some great partners, and I don't want to, I don't obviously leave them out. Freeman, um, who does an uh, outstanding job. We've worked with them for, for many years uh, in terms of uh, uh, doing a lot of the logistical stuff. They are experts in their field this, we, this year uh, from a presentation standpoint for uh, listeners who go to the opening session or the, uh, the closing celebration. They will see the work of the Costante Group, uh, who's helping us with, with some of those things. But um, most of the folks that I talk to when I tell them how much work and just try to express to them, uh, the kind of things that take place here in the building in advance of this thing, they're, they're always blown away. So I'm glad we got a chance to kind of uh, tip our cap to those folks. They are, uh, uh, they're busting their backs right now, uh, getting everything uh, set to go as we, as, as we record this. We are about three weeks um, uh, from the event itself. So those guys putting in a lot of, uh, a lot of hard work. Jana, you mentioned uh, that we are about 18 months is when you and your team really start grinding on that next show. But we are planned out um, a number of years, and you, you do a lot of legwork to identify uh, cities, convention spaces. Uh, right now, how far out are we planned in terms of where we are taking the golf industry show? We work about eight to 10 years out with various cities at different levels of commitments. Some of them are contracted. Some of them are on a first option basis. Um, plus, we always want to keep an eye on what's happening in, in new cities. You know, there's some hot ones out there right now. You got Nashville coming up. You know, Louisville's always on our radar. Uh, unfortunately, they're, they're not large enough for us at this point in time, but we are also very cognizant that things happen and things change. So we want to leave those opportunities open for those cities if something would happen and we could, we could fit in that city. We also have to consider that we like to be in the Sun Belt. The tournament is a vital part of our event, so we want to make sure that the cities can uh, accommodate the golf tournament. That's right. We uh, uh, Two episodes earlier, we had Jim Cummins on, and we talked about the, the golf tournament and how big a big a role that event plays in connection with what we do uh, at GIS. I also want to take a real quick sec- second. I can't let... Um, let it go by and, and not mention one of the key aspects, obviously, of the golf industry show, and that's the educational uh, aspect. And we have a great uh, team uh, here in the building who, just like Jana's team and just like Matt's team, does the, the bulk of the work in the planning uh, of, of all the uh, education seminars and sessions. That's Sherry Kaler, uh, the Director of Professional Development for GCSA, and her team, Kelly Flanner, Lisa Wick, Diana Kern, Amanda Miller, and Katie Schuster. There are, uh, I know a lot of members and people that are listening probably know those people very well because of their experiences uh, at GIS, and I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, tip my cap to them as well because they put a ton of, uh, of time and effort into the planning uh, for this. Uh, Jana, real quickly, I don't, I don't want to uh, let the t- chance go. You talked about how far in advance we plan um, uh, GIS, and we uh, recently announced, I, I say recently, it's been several months ago, announced a change for the 2021 venue. Um, we're on our way to, uh, to Las Vegas, and that had previously been uh, scheduled to be San Antonio, um, but we are now headed to the desert, headed to uh, Nevada. Uh, you've worked with that crew in Las Vegas previously because we've had GIS there previously, so uh, previously established a good relationship. Uh, as we looked to, uh, to our options in 2021, what stood out to Vegas aside from the Strip and uh, all the fun <laughs> stuff there? Well, Vegas is always on our radar. It's one of our most popular uh, venues for the attendees and members, as well as the exhibitors. I keep in touch with with the city on a regular basis. A unique thing about Las Vegas is they typically will not contract an event of our size any more than two and a half to three years out. So the change from San Antonio just happened to fall at the right time. They had some availability. We were looking for a spot, and everything matched. That's, that's great. And Matt, maybe... Uh 
you mentioned earlier some of the surveys and some of the the outreach that we do with members, with exhibitors, with attendees to get their feedback. Maybe talk about the process a little bit that uh, GCSA went through in in evaluating, uh, not just specific to 2021, but what we do in general to make sure that we're meeting exhibitor needs, we're meeting attendee needs, uh, and all of those things um, related to uh, future sites. Yeah, I think sometimes we we think it's lather, rinse, repeat with the show, and, and it's really not. There's so much more that goes into the planning and considerations. You mentioned education earlier. Without the surveys that education runs, we wouldn't be able to predict what types of classes our members want to attend at show. So that's really where it all starts is surrounding the educational conference. And from there, you know, we added the trade show however many years ago now, 90. That's uh, right. So it, it has been something that has been a function of the education conference, but not necessarily a standalone event. It's education is what it's all about. So once uh, the attendees leave show, they'll be presented with a survey that says, hey, what did you like? What did you find that was new? What what would you like to see more of? How can we better meet your needs? Uh, the teams, and, and I'm truly speaking for Jana's sales, education, everyone goes through those surveys with great detail and tries to find ways to enhance the event, be it the education conference, be it the tournament, be it the trade show. Uh, those surveys provide us with the nuggets that we need to continue to put out a product that everyone is interested in consuming or attending. And I think uh, folks are going to find, uh, I know I enjoyed the trip to Vegas. Um, and, and Jana, where will they, uh, in terms of the news there, in, I know in the process of constructing a new uh, convention space there, we had great success in the uh, existing space back in, in 2012. Uh, where does that stand in terms of our event in 2021? Will we be in the new space or will we be in the, uh, the current uh, space there? Well, I wish I could <laughs> solidly answer that question for you, Scott. Um, they are in the process of building a new convention center. It will be directly across the street from where the current building stands. It is scheduled to be ready in January of 2021, which is just shortly before our right. event. They will confirm with us only 12 months out which building we will be in. So okay. that's going to add a different element of planning, exhibit sales, advertising, and everything for, uh, for my team and even more so for Matt's team. That's right. Well, two different footprints in terms of the exhibit space, things like that. So, varieties of spice of life. Just to keep things interesting. I'm sure your, I'm sure your, your guys don't want to think much about that right now. So, but let's uh, let's move to San Diego. We are heading there. There is a uh, there is a lot of new. I think folks are. Uh, who have longtime attendees um, will get the normal, the familiar feel to what takes place at GIS. There's a, there, we've had a, a, a relatively similar schedule for the, the past several years, and I think long longtime attendees will come and they will they will get some of that familiarity that they enjoy about the show. But there is plenty of new stuff. Um, this happens every year, obviously. We are, as Matt, as you said, we are constantly trying to to improve and make sure that the event is meeting the needs of those who are in attendance or exhibiting or taking education. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the, the the kind of the new things that folks are going to experience when they're in Southern California. Matt, I'll start with you, and we'll 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 just go kind of chronologically here through the the week. And the first thing is um, we're going to have a. It, we'll call it the big game watch party. The big uh, game on, watch and, party. And for Should those be of super. A, yes, it will. It very well. There, if a certain team is involved, it could definitely be super. <laughs> yeah. By the time people are listening to this, they will know who is in it. But 
with our geographic location here in the Midwest and uh, just outside of Kansas City, you'll think you'll know that we are probably rooting for a certain team. But uh, talk about that event, how it came together, and what uh, what folks uh, uh, can expect uh, if they attend. Well, we spoke about the surveys earlier, but it was actually a function of the survey that that uh, attendees uh, wanted us to organize a, a venue or a series of venues where they could actually know where our members were going to be. So when you look at the gas lamp, there's obviously plenty of choices for dining and entertainment. Uh, Jana and myself reached out to some uh, organizers there in San Diego, uh, indicated our desire to identify a few uh, restaurants and or sports bars that would offer discounts to our attendees. And we were lucky enough to secure five venues. So, you know, we're, our contingency is so large that there's no way we could all go to one place. So uh, obviously we worked with these restaurants and they were uh, kind enough to offer some discounts. And we've identified those on a map and certainly encourage those folks that are, are in town on Sunday. It'll be an early kickoff because we're on the West Coast. Uh, they'll have an opportunity to go there and take in the game. And, and hopefully it is the Chiefs. That's right. Not sure what what sort of staff productivity you're going to get uh, during that three hours during the, during the game if it happens to be uh, happens to be the the, the Chiefs. But uh, uh, I spoke about earlier about kind of longtime attendees and and people who are familiar with the show. Obviously, uh, we want to make the event uh, inviting to those who are attending for their very first time. And there's a handful of things that are designed just for first time attendees, Jan. And one of those uh, is the first time attendee lunch. Um, that's pretty self-explanatory, but uh, maybe talk a little bit about the thinking behind the creation of that event. Right. Um, as you mentioned, there's a lot of uh, folks who've been there many, many times, and it becomes familiar. But there's also a, a group of first-time attendees that we want to make sure that their experience is positive, that they don't feel lost, and that they feel part of the group when they are there. So we put together this first-time attendee lunch. Um, it's going to be on Tuesday afternoon, if you haven't received your invitation, uh, let us know. You can reach out to myself or Libby, and we can make sure you get your invitation to that. It's going to be very informal, a little bit of presentation, uh, lots of questions and answers. We'll also provide uh, those folks with a list of what they should make sure and see, things they might want to mi- not miss or or take the time out to wander around and, and check out. Um, we'll also have some of our past presidents and board members there to uh, serve as mentors for the first-time attendees. So if they have any questions from that direction, they can. That's great. I, I, and I think for, for those people who are attending for the first time, I, I think that uh, you, you should know that those veteran attendees are always going to be willing. If, you, if you're a colleague of someone in your area who has been before and this is your first time, I know those folks are always willing to, to reach out and, and make themselves available to help out, provide tips. And uh, I, I think this is a good way to kind of organize that and bring those folks together because uh, um, those longtime attendees can really speak to the value that superintendents and those in golf course management get out of attending this event and why it should be an important part of a professional's career. So I think it's a great, that's a, a great event and I hope uh, folks that, who are attending for the first time make, a, make an effort to get there. Uh, Jan, I'll stay with you and we'll talk about something that is not necessarily new, but maybe changed a little bit. We've long had an opening um, an opening session to the event. Um, we've long had a reception uh, either after that or prior. But we made a little uh, some changes um, to those events. The orders are switched a little bit. We'll have an opening reception for attendees on Tuesday night, and then uh, Wednesday morning uh, will be the opening session. So talk about the thoughts behind the, the tweaks that we made uh, to those events. Okay. Uh, there are several factors that led into that, and some of it was around Matt's team also. Um, 
from our surveys, we get feedback that the, the attendees and exhibitors would like more time on Tuesday evening to attend events and enjoy the cities. Uh, we also get some feedback that it's too early in the morning, so we, we kind of try to do some adjusting for that. So to compensate some of those, we have moved the opening reception a little earlier on Tuesday evening. That gives, that will wrap up by 6.30, 7 o'clock, so it gives plenty of time for exhibitors to have events and for member attendees to participate in those. And then we also uh, shortened the trade show hours. We are starting from at 10 and running until 5 as opposed to 9, which we have traditionally started at. This allowed us to move that opening session into that time slot and started at 8.30 in the morning. Um, taking the logistics out of it, there's some exciting changes that we're bringing to those. Um, in addition to the Powell family receiving the highest honor, the old Tom Morris Award, Absolutely. we are going to... Um, make some changes to some of the awards. We have many of the awards will still be announced at the opening session. We have some that will be announced at the trade show on the trade show floor. So you'll be able to uh, visit inside the shop for the Edwin Bunning Award or the GCM booth for, for the Leo Fazer Award. So make sure mark your calendars to attend those. That's right. 10.30 a.m. Wednesday morning, <laughs> GCM booth, Leo Fazer Award. Be there. Um, yeah, the exciting stuff. We're, we're excited to bring that that award into, into our booth. Uh, I've talked to some... Um, uh, some Canadian members are our winner this year for the phaser, not to you know toot my own horn too much here, but Brian Ewell, Superintendent of Canada, there is some enthusiasm to come and, and help support Brian and and really reinforce the great story that he told through the pages of GCM. So we're excited to bring that, put a little focus on some of the things we're doing on the trade show floor. So that'll uh, that'll be fun. Um, Matt, maybe a little bit about um, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the trade show now. Um, those new hours were something that I think, um, you know, obviously you and your team were, were very much involved with. Um, reaction from exhibitors or ex- excitement about freeing up those those hours on Tuesday night for those uh, for their events, and then also uh, just kind of a, a refocused um, time actually on the trade show floor. I, th- I think what we'll learn is that we've uh, eliminated some of the tough choices that either attendees or exhibitors had to make. If there were two opportunities to do something in the evening or there were a couple of things during uh, the show, now by uh, reducing the show hours and allowing for more time in the morning, they're going to be able to attend more of these things that are not conflicting with each other. So it's been uh, a win-win, I think, for exhibitors and attendees in that they will be able to consume more of the content that they want to have made available to them without things overlapping or having to rush from one thing to the next. From the exhibitor standpoint, the reduced show show hours will mean the show floor will be more crowded when we are open, uh, and and that's a good thing. It's nice to uh, know that we are doing something in the best interest of both the attendee and the exhibitor. Absolutely, and there's plenty to take in on the on the show floor, from the GCSA TV live stage um, to all the there's educational opportunities available only on the trade show floor. Uh, not to mention, obviously, all the new products and services and things that are that the exhibitors are are, are going to be uh, featuring uh, during those hours. And then on Thursday, Matt, the end of the sh- we've added a new event at the end of those trade show f- uh, hours, the trade show finale, and I'll also l- I'll let you talk about that, and then maybe uh, talk a little bit about the uh, the closing celebration that will follow right that with uh, Sinbad. 
<laughs> Great. So with the change of the show hours, obviously we're, we're going to have a big uh, closing uh, trade show finale on the floor, and there'll be entertainment there, but there'll also be uh, my team and others have been working with exhibitors to, to donate giveaways. It will really be a fun event at the close, and that eases right into the closing celebration. So the show floor finale, we've got entertainment planned for the stage there. Of course, John Deere is involved in both ends of that uh, at the closing celebration in addition to the trade show floor finale. And we'll have uh, a lot of different things going on, but it's going to be a hub for wrapping up the daily activities on the show floor, and then they'll all, uh, of course, ease right into the closing celebration that night. Yeah, and that should be a it should be a nice way to, to end our week there. Um, and uh, uh, again, Sinbad, the uh, featured uh, the comedian, is the featured performer uh, during the closing celebration. We've got some fun stuff planned for the trade show finale. So, uh, for those in San Diego, please stick around for those. I think there's going to be a, a great for, great way for you to cap your week uh, at the GIS. Uh, one other big change I just wanted to mention for some of the uh, listeners who may be involved, they may uh, represent their chapter as, as a vote delegate, the GCSA annual meeting and election is actually changing time, and that is moving to Thursday morning uh, from 8.30 to 11.30. Uh, that was traditionally a Thursday afternoon event, so as a part of some of these other changes to make uh, to make the board, to make folks who are delegates available to attend something like the trade show finale, uh, to spend some time on the trade show floor, those that has been moved uh, to the morning. So, well, guys, I listen, I, I really appreciate your time. As I mentioned, this, we are, we are, cranking right now, and your teams are leading that charge. Uh, before we go, I want to give you, we, we've all, of, all of us have been involved in a lot of these shows, and I, even despite the hard work and the effort that's put in and how exhausting it could be at times, I know that we each have kind of our little favorites, so uh, I want to just kind of end and let you guys sound off. Jana, what's your favorite part um, about GIS and uh, events that you would, if you had one thing to recommend to an attendee to attend, uh, uh, is there something that would top that list? Wow, there's so many, Scott. I don't, I, I can't really single one out. But um, you know, with the Castante Group coming on board with us, they're bringing a dynamic element to the events. The opening session, the closing celebration, the trade show finale—all going to have different elements than what we've ever seen in the past. So there'll be some uh, cash prizes given away. There'll be nice. some uh, dogs given away. There's all kinds of uh, excitement added, and and uh, for those veterans, it's. It's the same but different. So please make the time to uh, participate in those and make sure and stay through, th- through Thursday in Sinbad. He's uh, he's very hot on the, uh, what do you call that, the market right now? Yeah, that's right. People <laughs> love him. People love him. Well, the dog and the and how, how do we know not mention this, the geese dogs? They 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 made a uh, they made a quick stop by here earlier uh, earlier last week as they uh, the the flyaway uh, geese uh, folks that we uh, work so closely with on that were delivering some dogs and happened to stop by here. Um, wildly popular, right across from the GCM booth. So another <laughs> another little uh, enticement to come to the GCM booth because I've already uh, tabbed. Meg is going to be spending some time with me in the uh, GCM booth. She's the best. Yeah, should should be really interesting with the Goose Dogs again. Uh, Shelly and her team again have worked with uh, the people from Flyway Geese to put together a really fun and interactive attraction where our members or anyone in attendance can work with a, uh, a working Border Collie Goose Control Dog and, and kind of learn what that would be like at your course or what how you could actually make use of it. The other thing I want to mention is the silent auction. Uh, we had a tremendous amount of interest in the silent auction donations this year, which if you are coming to show, 
please take a look at what's on auction uh, live while you're there. And of course, it continues online through April, I believe. And uh, they'll be able to make bids, but they're uh, inside the shop attraction. We've done inside the ropes for years. This year, we're doing inside the shop. So we'll have an actual maintenance facility on site. People will be able to go in and see what an ideal maintenance facility would look like as built by our team of experts. And uh, there'll be some fun activities going on in there as well. Some uh, competitions, if you will. That's great. That's great. Thanks for mentioning those. That was, uh, I was remiss in uh, uh, the silent auctions, always a great thing to benefit the Environmental Institute for Golf. So uh, please check that out and uh, check out the new inside the shop area on the trade show floor. Another real, a real key thing. And that's just, again, more credit to, to your team, Matt, um, really to everyone here who spends time thinking about this and trying to keep that innovative and folks who'd seen the, uh, uh, the areas previously, I think will be impressed with what they find with inside the shop. So Jana, Matt, thank you so much for taking some time to, to chat about the GIS. I hope all the listeners will, will, uh, uh, have an opportunity to, to be, join us in San Diego again, February 2nd through the 7th, San Diego, California. Great city to go to in February. For more information, head on over to golfindustryshow.com. And Jana, thank you. Thank you, Scott. Matt, thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. My thanks to Jana Brown and Matt Brown for taking the time out of what's a really busy time around here at GCSA headquarters in preparation uh, for the golf industry show. Uh, so my thanks to them for coming in and just taking a few minutes to chat about that. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Uh, as always, for more information on everything, you can still register. When you're listening to this, even if it's just a few weeks in advance of the trip to San Diego, you can still make sure you're there. Head over to golfindustryshow.com. Once again, golfindustryshow.com. There's all kinds of information there. Hope to see many of you um, in San Diego. And I would be, uh, I want to make sure to make mention here that for those who are on site, or even if you're not able to attend, but you still want to follow all the comings and goings that will be taking place in San Diego, I want to brag on my team a little bit and tell you about all the real-time coverage that we're going to have uh, for you to follow what's taking place at GIS 2019 in San Diego. Uh, first off, uh, I would encourage you to visit often gcmonline.com. We are going to have tons of real-time coverage available there. We are posting throughout the week of show. We will have a special page dedicated to GIS so you can go right there and keep tabs on everything that we've been writing about. We will be covering uh, educational seminars and sessions. We will be attending field trips. We have interviews scheduled with interesting folks from the industry who are going to be on hand there. Um, We're going to have photo albums available, all kinds of great stuff. So start your coverage there at gcmonline.com. If you're on social media, a ton of different ways to follow what's going to take place in San Diego. Uh, Via Twitter, you're going to want to check out the hashtag Golf Industry Show. Once again, Golf Industry Show is going to be your key hashtag to follow all the activity, not just from GCSAA and GCM's official accounts, but attendees there are going to be using that hashtag. So that'll be a great resource to follow everything that's taking place in San Diego. A couple of accounts you're going to want to follow, especially from our uh, standpoint, Uh, the official account of the show, which is GIS underscore 2019. Uh, You're going to want to follow the official Twitter account of GCSAA, which is, coincidentally enough, GCSAA. And also uh, follow GCM Magazine. That is GCM underscore magazine. Those are the official handles uh, for Twitter, for all of those accounts. Uh, Great resources for you to keep tabs on what's taking place at GIS. Over on Facebook, my team 
is going to be posting daily photo albums. We've got uh, photographers scouring the trade show floor, the educational events, the golf tournament, everything. And we're going to be posting uh, photo albums at the end of every day so you can just kind of see what's taking place there. That's a Facebook account, GCM. So go to Facebook.com and search GCM Magazine, no underscore there. And finally, I would encourage you to uh, check out Instagram. We will be posting uh, posts throughout the uh, event at Instagram. The GCM account there is GCM underscore magazine. So a lot of different ways for you to follow what's taking place in San Diego. A little bit longer uh, uh, ending to our podcast because I wanted to make sure you had all of that information coming off the heels of that great conversation with Jana Brown and Matt Brown. So I thank them for their time. I want to thank our podcast producer, Mr. Evan Bissell, doing work in his magic to uh, uh, make all my ramblings sound halfway uh, halfway normal. I want to thank you, the listener, for taking the time to download and listen to this podcast. Uh, please go out uh, wherever you get your podcast, whether that's iTunes, whether that's Google Podcasts, whether you do that through Spotify, whatever functionality they offer, please go out, subscribe to the podcast, rate it, review it. It really does help us when you do this. Please share the existence of this great podcast with your colleagues, people that you work with. Let them know it's there. Let them know that they can go out and do the exact same to help support us. Uh, And finally, of course, I I, I would be remiss if I did not thank our new sponsor, Bayer Environmental Science. Thank you so much to the great folks at Bayer for stepping up uh, to support this podcast. Um, We're excited uh, to have them on board. And I encourage you, if you are in San Diego, head over to their trade show booth, booth number 3736 to learn much more about everything that Bayer has going on. And you can also hop online at environmentalscience.bear.us to get a great idea of everything they have to offer to folks in the golf course management industry. Just look for the golf course management section under the turf and ornamentals management menu, which is located at the top of the page. Our thanks to our official sponsor of the GCSA podcast, Bear Environmental Science. We will be back next month with even more episodes of the GCSA podcast. Uh, So keep looking at your feed. We will have great stuff. Got some travel coming up where I'm hoping to get some great interviews. So until that happens, for everyone here at GCSA headquarters in Lawrence, Kansas, snowy Lawrence, Kansas, and for the nine members of the GCSA National Board of Directors, I'm Scott Hollister. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the GCSA podcast.